أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف المرسلين سيدنا ومولانا محمد المصطفى صلى الله عليه وسلم مددكم ونزلكم سيدي رسول الكريم يا خبيب العظيم من يسيد يا سلطان العليا شيخ مامدري فيز الدغستاني سيدنا محمد نازم حقاني سلطان قلوبنا مع شيخ شان كبان الشيخاتنا كبان شيخ محمد عادل مددكم ونزلكم في حد المجلس يا رب العرش العظيم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم أتي الله أتي رسول أولى الأمر منكم and always a <coughs> reminder for myself أنا عبدك العجيس الضعيف مسكين وظالم وجهل and by the grace of Allah زوجال that I'm still in existence went to a path in which to be nothing and to reach Allah's ridha and satisfaction. Allah's forgiveness and His satisfaction to be upon us is our path. Our path, a reminder always for myself, is a circular path. Means the beginning has an end and every end has a new beginning. That we are on a continuous loop of our growth. And awliyaullah come into our life to give us examples for us to muhasaba, take an account of ourself and try to understand where we are. In this understanding you make a line with five points and these are the five pillars of Islam. At the end it loops and comes back, comes back around. So this is almost like an oval because it's longer. So you make five points, put the line through these five points, loop and then come back to another five points and then it loops again. So means when we come to the five pillars of Islam that we came in to believe by our shahada, that we bear witness there is no God but Allah and that Sayyidina Muhammad is the messenger of Allah Each of these are immense oceans of reality and we put it in a way for us to continuously understand how deep this way is, how deep the path is. So the first point is Islam, I mean you come into Islam the first point is the shahada that you bear testimony that there is no God but Allah and that Sayyidina Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah From that point of belief and witnessing they direct us then to our salah. That you have to come on this path and submit ourselves to pray. And they give us the five prayers and pray five times a day. From that praying they begin to direct us because you want to bear witness there is nothing but Allah and the one bringing us to Allah is Sayyidina Muhammad Then if you want to reach Allah you have to make salah, you have to tame the donkey, you have to put a discipline upon the physicality. The physicality cannot go wild, Allah doesn't need the salah. 
Allah doesn't need the prayers, it's that we need to pray. We need to discipline the beast. By making the salah you discipline the beast, you show who's riding who. If you can't pray the beast is riding you. If you pray at least you're attempting to ride the beast. Haven't mastered it but at least we're attempting, we're on the horse. Better than to be kicked off the horse or the horse riding you. <laughs> that would be quite a scene. So many people stop right there <laughs> on their path. It's okay, I, I accepted you guys, I accepted this way. But this salah, I don't know. So we put it like this, so anyone in their muhasaba, in their counting of themselves, they don't have to go too far. They don't have to think so high of themselves because this tariqah is meant to deflate everyone. So you think, okay, oh, I, oh I, I made it to this point. <laughs> Somebody wants to stop at that point. Allah give us all strength inshaAllah to do better. From this salah it comes now zakah. That's 99% now will be stopped here. <laughs> Zakat. The concept of zakat is to purify. Allah says, it's not the meat and the blood that reaches me, it's the action that you do. When you provide that action, it relieves you of your burdens. So, zakat at this level is 2.5% of whatever you bring in, whatever you sell, whatever came to you, Allah doesn't care about your taxes, your expenses and your deductions. He's above the CRA, not below. He doesn't say, oh, okay, no you spend everything now just give me whatever you have left at the end. No, no, he says <laughs> take straight from the top because he knows there's nothing left at the bottom. Straight from the top you calculate what you made, this is what I owe Allah This is just the level of Islam, this is not the level of Iman and this is definitely not the level of Maqam al-Ihsan. That salah is not accepted without that zakah. The zakah is what's cleaning, the zakah is a wudu, is a washing, a zaki to purify so that this salah is passing through the veils of purity. And for us they teach the body in the material world, when we move in the material world and we interact in the world and we earn our, our money and our rizq, it comes with every type of burden on it. And we, we've talked like 11 years ago on just the money itself, if you don't believe they have Google what's on a dollar bill, how filthy the actual bill is, how much feces because of toilets, how much drugs because of the drug use they do with money, how many filthy hands this has passed. As a symbol Allah even the currency you have is so filthy. Imagine all the trade and money that you bring, what burdens come with that upon the self. So when people are sick, most of the time you go and find they never paid a zakah in their life. 
They never thought they owed anyone anything. They themselves were so blessed beyond belief, they don't have to owe anyone. And the source of all their sickness is their zakat. So it, it's for us an understanding alms and giving charity and giving alms from what we earn, it purifies us, it's not for God, it's for ourselves. Allah describing like you have a, a infestation and bacteria and the zakah is a way to cut the bacteria and let all the pus to come out. Because by doing something charitable with that it take away every sickness, every burden, every difficulty. And these people whom having so many difficulties one major source is that they did not give zakah, they did not purify themselves. And those whom play within this ocean of Islam that now is so dangerous because they take the zakah of gangsters and they learn the hard way that this is a real burden. And anyone who steps in and says, oh I'll take your zakah and I'll purify you, Allah hold them to an account. You're going to purify the money of these criminals in these areas all over Europe, all over the world, they're all gangsters. And they give money thinking they've been purified. Because there's some shaykh out there saying, give to me, I purify you. That money is crippling. That money makes you sick. That money will make you paralyzed because it's very real. These difficulties are real. What people are doing and how they earn their rizq is horrific. So it means zakah has a tremendous reality as a purity. If you are festing with infestations and bacteria and sicknesses, Allah give a remedy. Your remedy is your zakah. And zakah is in everything. Zakah can be in the time that I give of my service, of my ability, of anything that Allah gave through my hands and my ability are given the way of Allah that is the source of all blessing. It opens up the bacteria, makes every type of difficulty and infestation and infection to leave the body. And that's why they describe then the khidmat brings a rahmah. The khidmat brings a rahmah. So then only Allah they come into our lives to think of all the possible ways because they view us like children. If they were rijal, you will see the character of rijalullah is completely different. They don't need to be enticed by bags of rice and beans and jello and whatever things they're giving. Rijalullah they give their whole life in the way of Allah But children they have to be enticed because they see you have a sickness upon you, why you don't get this bracelet, why you don't get this painting, when we go see Maulana if they, someone says, oh I've never seen Maulana do that, you don't know anything about Maulana, he was the master of that. If you came, every single picture would be sold to you ten times what it is. So that everybody left empty. Why? Because he took all the burdens. There has to be an exchange. There has to be an exchange. Allah describes in Holy Qur'an, buy from them their dunya and give to them. You made a trade and a deal. You gave your dunya to them, 
and Allah gave you paradise in exchange. How are you going to get your tickets into paradise? Through an immense struggle. What's the biggest thing worshipped now? What's the biggest fight that anyone could possibly have now is the money because they worship their money. So means the zakah has an immense reality, immense that every difficulty goes with every dollar that you give in the way of Allah and Sayyidina Muhammad every difficulty and every mushkalat will go. And you see those whom listen to the system, eat and drink from that system, pay into that system, they have no difficulties and the fountain of abundance is flowing from every direction upon them. Those whom their mind is so stuck on everything and trying to use their mind in everything and think they're clever, oh I'll go here and get this, I'll go here and get this and I'll save ten dollars here, send ten dollars there, you save nothing, you lost all the barakah. And that's why you always have difficulty and your hand is always short in everything you're attempting to do. This way is a miraculous way, it's not meant for your brain, it's not meant for your head to think anything. What's coming is unimaginable and if you plan on using your head you won't make more than five minutes into that time. They came to Grand Shaykh and said, this war is coming, these armies are coming and Shaykh Sharafuddin said, plant your seeds. I said, plant your seeds. He said, this battle is coming. I said, plant your seeds. The majority ran away because that's what they wanted. Those who have no faith, they're going to cause a big problem when these things come. Let them run, we're not in need of them. Those whom want to stay and they're dedicated with their life, قُلْ إِنَّ الصَّلَاةِ وَحْنُسُقِ وَحْمَيَّهِ وَمَمَّاتِ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ That I gave my life, my whole wealth and all my belief into that way. Then those rijal will all have an immense faith, immense faith. How Sahabi were with Prophet not believing, not believing, looking for discount, maybe go outside of Medina, maybe I'll go here, maybe I'll go there. Crazy people. They give an abundant way for you to reach reality so that you see if you're not listening to him, not following his system, then look at what point you stopped on this line. So 90% will stop at that zakat. They don't give it, they don't understand it, they're looking for a bargain. Zakat is not at Costco. And imagine if you have an ability to give to the hand of Sayyidina Muhammad we are the people of Bayah where Allah said, take the hand. The hand of Prophet was with them, Allah's hand upon that hand. You don't want to give to the hand of Prophet What are you looking for? And shall you find it? From this zakah, if they doing just the basic Islamic zakah, what happens? They have to now enter into Ramadan, Saum. So they come into Ramadan and struggle with the concept of fasting and that level of fasting is to open up a sense of compassion because it makes sense for the zakah. Why have to give any zakah? As soon as you fast you understand why there are people who don't eat and drink. Oh what an awful feeling. Watch the news. And they say, oh Shaykh, I don't watch the news. Well then you, your, your ego has fooled you big time. 
because the, the ego doesn't want to see death and doesn't want to see destruction. And they don't like to show that anyone, they want everybody to be happy like a Bollywood movie. But as soon as you watch death and destruction, you begin to pray more, you pay more and you believe more because death and destruction is right at your door. Sickness is right at the door, every type of difficulty is right at the door. Look at how people don't eat, look at how people who don't drink and they don't have ability, they go through the trash to eat through dead animals and they eat their food through that. Then you're looking for a two dollar discount and you go somewhere else instead of taking Allah's ni'mat. Then you become like those people who when Allah was sending them manna and quail, you understand that? Allah was sending them, He gave them a najat, He said, I'm sending you the, the bread from heaven, the, the, the manna is like a cotton, like a, a food and the bird and eat. And always then son says, no, I want garlic. Garlic? I want beans, I want cucumber. So I'm sending you from paradise, you choose to take what's from the dirt. Go and take what you want from the dirt. You don't deserve what I was sending from paradise. So this is not a Costco, this is not a bargaining place. Anything the shaykhs move with and do with, they're trying to pull your dunya. Because with your dunya they go and make mawlids, with your dunya they make centers, with your dunyas they create circles of paradise on this earth. These are circles of oasis and najat and salvation for people. With your dunya you only earn your ticket to Jahannam. What are you doing with your dunya? Buy more dunya things? So the teaching that you're using your mind for what? So then they teach fast, so it opens compassion. I begin to think, oh my God, how awful it is to be hungry, all these difficulties. Then from that sound, now they say, go for your hajj. Means you're moving now in the direction of Allah at the level of Islam. But that didn't end the journey, they say, I want to make hajj and everything will be finished, I'll make hajj at the end of my life. No, no, make hajj whenever you can make your hajj because your journey just began. It's not over. As soon as you make your hajj Allah will send you back the reverse way. Hajj if accepted by Allah and Allah accepts your movement and your pilgrimage and there's a reality even within hajj that if Allah accepts your du'a and send you to His awliyaullah they are a Kaaba and a Qibla. And it will be considered that you made hajj in their presence. Because all these awliyaullah ask their students, where are you going? Spending all that money and, and flying far distances, you don't even know what you're making tawaf. Your Kaaba's here. If you don't understand the reality of the shaykh, how are you going to understand the reality of the Holy Kaaba? You know even what's in there? Whose souls are in there? So then this shiyukh, this ulul am, the real ulul am, their souls are a Kaaba and a Qibla because their soul also is in, inside the Kaaba. As you're here with them, their soul is here and their soul is there. Because if Prophet is there, Sahabi are there and what Allah said, be with Nabi'een, Siddiqeen, Shuhadahi wa Salihin. And that are the four corners of the Kaaba. So they're there 
And wherever they are on earth, Allah is with them, Nabi'een is with them, Siddiqeen is with them, Shuhada are with them. So then the reality of the Hajj is if Allah accepts your prayer, He'll guide you to His Kaabas. And they'll begin to train you. If you're in their training, means you're now under the obligation of tazkiyah. You're under the obligations to be purified. So the Sufi way is the way of tazkiyah and purification. So now from that Kaaba and the living Kaabas, they shoot you back in your direction and say, see this psalm that you thought was for your mouth? You're now taking a pledge of a lifetime of all time fasting. At all times you are in a state of sound. So now this is a higher level. So we look at ourselves, which level am I? Am I just the guy who came in and just accepted the Islam? Am I the one who came and accepted my salah, maybe stopped doing the salah all the way until I met a shaykh and Allah accepted means my hajj is really beginning. Go to my living Kaabas. Now they're going to teach you at at all time because now you're coming back on these five points. You made your five points this way, we're coming back to the reality of these five points. So from that hajj they take you and say, now you're in a state of fasting all the time. At at all moments, that's why tazkiyah, they say, what is tazkiyah? Tazkiyah is that at at all times you're fasting. At all times be vigilant of your hearing. Don't hear bad, don't sit in a company bad, don't keep trying to listen to bad. Because you and the one speaking will be in trouble. So the tazkiyah, the purification, the fasting of the ear was broken. Then they say, fast with your eyes and they begin to teach you. So now the psalm opened up its reality. You thought on the top it was a state of hunger. As soon as they flipped you around the Kaaba and sent you back, no this has nothing to do with hunger. This has to do with a lifelong commitment of fasting. A company they will teach you, fast with your ears at all times. Because now how are you going to open up all this reality if the ears are the door to your soul and you're continuously listening to all confusions. Especially now, there's so much confusion coming upon the earth, they actually want you to stop, stop listening, stop hearing. That begin to now what? Fast with your eyes in which you stop seeing. That, Ya Rabbi my eyes are just seeing deceit and lies everywhere. Amongst the shaykhs, amongst television. Amongst all modalities as a lesson in training, close your eyes. This world of form is now under a great magic spell coming. Close your eyes and fast, live a life in which you close your eyes and meditate and contemplate for your real understanding, for the real lesson, for what's really happening. Then you begin to train yourself that these eyes don't need to see that much. I begin to meditate with my eyes. You begin to fast with your breath, be conscious of your breath, be conscious of your energy. Fast with your sense and your touch. That you become subtle and you can feel energies, you can feel vibrations, you can feel something negative and you can feel something positive. Means all the five senses will be activated by their training. It's there, if you want it, train. That's why they said last night, keep quiet. 
If you don't have anything to give, don't give out false information. If you're not somebody who sees, don't speak. Keep a path of silence and solitude. In the silence and solitude they can take your seed and bury it in the Muhammadan reality so that that seed becomes a tree. But if you have to identify yourself, propagate yourself and show yourself at all times, that seed will never be a tree. Don't compare yourself with the shaykh because he's a tree now and as a result he's been ordered by Prophet to propagate because on his tree has many fruits and this with the wind this fruit can be blown all over the world and will be sent everywhere. But if it's not a tree it's just a seed blowing everywhere and your, your destiny that you want won't be achieved. They don't care, do whatever you want to do in the end. But if you want to reach to that reality, isolate, become nothing. If you're nothing then that psalm will begin to bring its power. So after the psalm what happens? Now you're on your journey back you're gonna come to the real zakah, right? So now you fasted with all senses, they now take you into the ocean of real zakah. With what? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, attainaka al-kawthar. Because this ocean of zakah, the reality of this ocean of zakah is the kawthar. فَصَلِّ لِرَبِّكَ وَنْهَرْ So then these awliyaullah are in that ocean teaching you, you want this kawthar or you're playing? If you're playing go somewhere else, we don't care. You want the kawthar, pray unto your Lord and sacrifice. They don't want your money, they don't want your property, they want now you put your head. Sacrifice yourself. The money was for the beginner on the top. If you made it through that gate and you look at the lives of the shaykhs the, who are talking to you, not just somebody who thinks he inherited something from the shaykh, the one who really inherited he gave his entire being to the shaykh. Anything he inherited he gave it all to the shaykh. If you see everything multiplied back because it went through them and Allah sent it back halal, we make the whole world to chase after these awliyaullah. But they didn't get there like that, they gave everything. They emptied out all their accounts in their way. Means that they gave everything, they reached to that reality in which they sacrificed now themselves. This ocean of zakah begins to blossom itself and teach you this is the ocean of kawthar. And they begin to teach that in your life pray unto Allah and sacrifice yourself. Means how do we sacrifice ourselves? It's to be of service. That my time and my ability, my entire being is for that way. It's for the propagation of the love of Sayyidina Muhammad the love of the Divinely Presence, that I want to live a life of service. And that's why they would take in other practices a vow of poverty. Same, same reality. So it means the kawthar at this reality they learned a life in which to sacrifice themselves. Their whole life was about being of service. When Allah accepts and make them to drink now from the kawthar, فَصَلِّ لِرَبِّكَ وَنْهَرْ إِنَّ شَانِهِكَ هُوَ الْأَبْتَرْ Means now that you're drinking from this kawthar, your enemies and devils will be far away from you. You're not one of those, Allah will dress you to be now mukhlas.
When you're mukhlas, shaitan has no hand on you. He can make things dirty but Allah is mafuz will guard you and avenge you. But these whom drinking from the kawthar, their, their realities begin to come alive. As a result of that zakah, now these awliyaullah throw them into the ocean of salah. And that's the hadith that how do you pray? Pray as if you see Allah. So they must have reached a point in which they pray and they see Allah and know that Allah sees you. Then they reach a point in which not only they see what Allah want them to see in their heart but they see Allah in everything looking back at them. Every beautific reality looks back at them and they know it to be Allah that Allah nazar upon them, love upon them, lights upon them is the deep ocean of that reality of salah. Not the salah from the top which was an imitation but they took you into the ocean of the reality of salah after you've been cleaned and washed with the zakah, dressed with the kawthar. They take you to the salah in which you pray in a station in which you see Allah and that you see Allah's signs in everything upon you so that now when you come back to the shahada it's a real shahada. Anyone from a court of law knows that you cannot bear witness to something you have not seen. So the first one was not a true bear witness. That was the bear witness of a child. That okay I accept there's no God but God and that Sayyidina Muhammad is a messenger. But this level of reality they pray in the ocean of reality. At that time in their tahiyat, As-salamu alaykum ayyuhal nabi and they're seeing Prophet in their salah. And their salah and their, their shahada is real. And then these are the real ones whom they achieved what Allah wanted to achieve and that cycle is an eternal cycle. And they go higher and higher and higher in their darajats. They point these out for us to understand that where do we think we are? Are we achieving at these levels that Allah wants for us? Or are we still stuck at the beginning or are we near the finish line? We pray that Allah inspire us to more and more of these realities, more and more to achieve what Allah wants us to achieve. Subhana rabbika rabbal izzat amma yasifoon wa salaamun al mursaleen alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Welcome to Muhammadan Way YouTube channel, your premier destination for videos on Sufi spirituality, classical Islamic teachings, and realities of the soul. With a library of over a thousand videos and new titles uploaded weekly, join us to discover true meaning and inner peace in our often troubled world. Click the link now to subscribe.